16. Your final score is the Eagles fall to the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field after starting three to nothing and then not able to get the lead after that. Green Bay taking off. The Eagles making a push there, but uh, unable to get the job done against Aaron Rodgers in this Packers offense that was firing on all cylinders today. Thanks for joining us here on the post game show presented by Rico. Amy Campbell joined by Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. We have. Plenty to break down from this one today, guys. And, of course, what everyone's going to be talking about, Jalen Hurts comes in in the third quarter and finishes out the game uh, at quarterback for the Eagles. We will evaluate his performance. I'm sure everyone's going to be really interested to hear what Coach Peterson has to say when he is uh, taking the podium. We will carry that live right here on this show. But, uh, guys, let's get into the big-picture thoughts. Fran, what do you take away from this one? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, look, Carson Wentz has not played well, right? I mean, there's no getting around that. And the the first part of this game, the first half and change, uh, was more the same, right? We saw uh, a lot of sacks. It was just, you know, the, the offense just not being able to move the ball consistently. So uh, the team offered, you know, a little bit of a change up here, putting the rookie quarterback in to see what he can do. Look, he completed 5 of 12 attempts. He threw the pick there at the end. Uh, we did see him get rid of the football. We saw him create with his legs. So we saw some good things. We saw some bad. I'm interested to go back and watch the film tomorrow morning. Yeah, there's certainly going to be plenty to look at on that film. Ike, I want to come to you now. Same question. What are your overall thoughts uh, as we we'll get into the details, but just big picture, what, what's your takeaway from this game? Well, just a tough game. I mean, pretty much what we've watched this offense do since they returned from the bye week. What is that, three straight games, four straight games now? where the offense just seemed, seemed to struggle. Even though they came out on that opening drive and they were able to get three points, the fact of the matter is they weren't able to get seven points. And then the next time down, you had a bad sack taken there and where you were knocked out of field goal range. And from that point on, you pretty much didn't have anything going on that side of the football. I thought the defense held in there as best they could, as long as they could. Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers typically does, which is find Devontae Adams, which is find his open receivers. He's arguably the best thrower of the football that the game has ever seen. And when you don't get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make you pay. And that's what you saw. You saw the Green Bay Packers pretty much have control of this game until late in that fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, where Jalen Hurts was inserted into the game for the first time. And he was able to provide a spark uh, with some off-schedule plays. Uh, he's been able to use his legs and athleticism. And then you saw Rager with a nice punt return for a touchdown, but just too little, too late uh, in that game. And th this game really boiled down to uh, another slow start and, and the inability of the offense to really to get anything going early in this game. And that was a 77-yard return for a touchdown for the rookie wide receiver Jalen Rager there. Uh, let's go over to Dave Spadaro now. And, Dave, look, uh, a, a lot to be taken from this game. Of course, the Jalen Hurts storyline is going to be something probably people are talking about all week. But we saw Aaron Rodgers in this Packers offense do what they do, continue to be explosive. They score 30 points. They uh, dominate almost every category, more than 400 uh, yards of offense. Aaron Rodgers scores his fourth, 400th touchdown pass. Devontae Adams, two touchdowns more than 100 yards for him. Uh, what are your, uh, what's kind of your big takeaway from this one? It's about Jalen Hurts. It's about the quarterback situation. Eagles defense, four-man rush. I wanted to see more pressure. I wanted to see mix him up a little bit. Uh, Jim Schwartz decided to instead play coverage, and that was a tough call. I mean, it's very difficult to do anything against Aaron Rodgers. But to me, it was so noticeable when Jalen Hurts went in the game, the energy level, the speed, the tempo of this football team, not only on offense, defense, special teams, 
everybody just seemed to play with more energy. And the throw he made to Greg Ward for the touchdown, fourth and 18, rolling away from pressure for a rookie in that situation, that's an exceptional throw. That's an exceptional play. Cool, got the ball out there, nice arm strength. I don't know what is going to happen here. I am not speaking for the Philadelphia Eagles here, but I would be very surprised if Jalen Hurts is not the starter next week against the New Orleans Saints. The Giants won today in Seattle. Big upset for them. They, they, they have a game-and-a-half lead on the Eagles. It's not about the division right now, okay? It's about who's giving you the best chance at quarterback. Uh, it's Jalen Hurts after watching Carson Wentz struggle yet again. I think it's time to give the kid a chance See what he can do with a week of preparation against the Saints. Again, that is my opinion. We'll see what Doug Peterson says. He may be noncommittal after the game, but it was the big takeaway for me was how clear it was the level of energy that picked up around this football team when Jalen Hurts came into the game. Dave, I'm interested to just kind of get your thoughts. I mean, you kind of just laid out there how you feel about how this could go uh, over the course of the next few days. I mean, we're all going to be staying tuned to listen to what Doug Peterson says after this game. I'll be interested to see if that you know does kind of change uh, for tomorrow. As you said, you know, it might be non-committal, you know, right here in the moment. But we're all going to be tuned in, listening right here, uh, right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com in a few minutes for when Doug Peterson speaks. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Fran, it may be non-committal. This is, we're in yep. the heat of the moment here. Doug is thinking about the loss, not about the future, not about the big picture. Um, but I've been around here long enough to see quarterback changes. When is the right time? When is not the right time? We go back to 2008 when Donovan McNabb was benched, um, and then he came back in and played and played very well. But he wasn't in as long of a prolonged stretch of just poor play at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, uh, we have to at some point here uh, in, the, in the weeks to come, the, the offseason, talk about what has happened to him this season. How do you get him back for 2021? Uh, the Eagles certainly want to rehabilitate and bring out the very best in Carson Wentz. But for right now, you're not seeing that. And I'm not sure in a short week how you're going to see that unless, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer. But all I know is this, again, when Jalen Hurts came into the game, it was a different feel. It was a different level of energy. It was a different level of tempo. And the production, all of a sudden, receivers were open. Jalen Rager was open down the field. Greg Ward was open. The tight ends created separation. You just didn't see that for the last several weeks here with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Yeah, Day. I mean, obviously, this is going to be the number one topic. You know, the Eagles fans have been certainly clamoring to get Jalen Hurts out there on the field and some sort of extensive action. This is the first time we've gotten a chance to watch him in extensive action. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this is a 20-3 game with nothing to lose. Um, it was a long shot for them to win this game. He went out there. He provided a spark. He was able to move around and make some off-schedule throws. I thought the same issues that played Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts saw some of those things. The big difference was Jalen Hurts certainly is a much better athlete at the quarterback position. And maybe that does give you a little bit of a spark. It's a different defense they're going to be facing next week, arguably the best in pro football with the New Orleans Saints. The Eagles right now, the big question is, what do you have at quarterback? And although it looked good for seven minutes out there, I think we still are a long way away from finding out 
who's the quarterback moving forward. But it was nice to see Jalen Hurts out there in some, uh, some extensive action, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm again, big picture here. I'm in the heat of the moment, too, looking at that game and figure, feeling like, hey, it just if I'm in that locker room, Mike, I mean, you, you take me into the locker room, okay? You're a player. You felt the difference out there when Jalen Hurts came into the game. Um, what would your expectation be as a player? Would you would you just accept either quarterback? I'm sure, but it it did to you, Ike. Did it not feel different out there when when Jalen went in? Yeah. No, no doubt about it. I mean, you noticed it. You noticed it, and you're exactly right. He provided a, a different level of energy, a new spark, and players feed off of that. I mean, players are human uh, as well, and so when you get a guy in there with some fresh energy. And he's giving you the opportunity to make plays. And then you see positive things happen. Players respond to that. And immediately you saw the punt return for a touchdown from Jalen Rager. Those things are real. But the big question is, is that this coaching staff, starting with the head coach, is going to have to figure out, is that something that just happened in a vacuum at the end of a game where you got the Green Bay Packers who weren't prepared for Jalen Hurts? who are also playing a little bit of an umbrella defense because you got a 20-3 to lead. That's different than a guy being game-planned for and having to be out there for an entire game. So for the players, you're certainly right. The energy was provided. The spark was provided. I'm just wondering, is it sustainable for four quarters when you go out there against the New Orleans Saints next week? Uh, And that's understood, Ike, but I'll tell you this. If you are Doug Peterson, you have to take into account, right, like what's happened here through 12 games and what's happened to this offense yeah. with Carson Wentz. I mean, it's not – you're also ju- – I, I get it. Look, the Saints are going to – whoever the quarterback is, the Saints are going to have a week to prepare for that quarterback. But the way that Carson has played, the way the offense has responded, that has to be taken into consideration also. Dave, what were your thoughts just on uh, seeing Jalen? We talked about Jalen Rager. Let's start Jalen Hurts. Let's talk about Jalen Rager. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, seeing him break one? We saw the, the biggest play of his young career. Finally, you know, the big return game. The, the, the Eagles have just been unable to get anything going in the return game. To, to see Jalen Rager do that, you understand why the Eagles loved him so much in the draft. As a return man, getting down the field in the past game, he was open, had a nice catch from Jalen Hurts, so very encouraging to see those two young players, the two Jalens, really step up in a moment where this the Eagles need energy. I mean, my gosh, where is this offense going? Where are they getting big plays? And a play like Jalen Rager makes really goes a long way to boosting his confidence, to making him feel better, and to having him be more productive in the offense and on special teams. So loved what I saw from Jalen Rager, albeit in a losing cause. Well, Dave, as always, we appreciate your thoughts. We appreciate your insight. I know we'll all be uh, keeping a close eye on Coach Peterson's press conference coming up here in a little bit. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, guys. All right, Ike, I want to get back to you here with uh, with your takeaways. Let's get to the first thing that really stood out to you. Uh, is it Jalen Hurts related? Well, no, it's, it's, it's actually Carson Wentz in the first team offense related. Obviously, Wentz was the only one that the change happened when Jalen Hurts came in. But for basically three quarters, the offense was lifeless out there, unable to sustain drives, unable to protect the quarterback, unable to get anything going. Even when they had a little bit of momentum, like the first drive, you're only able to get three points out of that drive. And then you have a third and 11 and you're in Packer territory 
and you're in field goal range and you, you know, you dial up a play and there's a sack to where you're sacked out of field goal range. So you get nothing out of that. Right. So it's just uh, some of the same things that we've been seeing over the last four weeks since the Eagles have come back from the bye week that the offense just uh, failed to provide any type of energy plays out there, any type of big plays. And this game was hanging there in the balance, waiting for something to happen, and they couldn't get anything going. Where was the running game for the first two and a half quarters? Only nine rushing attempts in the first half. It's just like the, I mean, that first drive, I saw movement. I saw getting the quarterback outside the pocket. And after that, it seemed like the offense was very redundant when you look at the sort of passing plays that were there. So just nothing there from, from, a, uh, from a, uh, uh, a spark being provided from that offense for about three quarters. Well, and we talked about that in the pregame show, the importance of not only starting fast, but also scoring points in the first half. The Packers, one of the best teams in the NFL at first half points. The Eagles towards the bottom of the NFL in first half points. You mentioned it at halftime. It's three to, uh, 14 to 3, the Eagles trailing. The Eagles in their last four games have scored a total of 12 points in the first half. So continuing to be plagued uh, by those slow starts there, um, e- even though we did see them come out and, and strike first, followed by the or the defense also starting with the three and out. So you start to feel like, OK, they're putting it a little bit together on both sides here. But you mentioned only nine rushing attempts for Philadelphia um, in the first half as well. Fran, what did you see from the offense? It did really feel like there was, uh, you know, we have the uh, first half plus a little bit of that third quarter to evaluate, and then the Jalen Hurts coming in is, is a little bit of a different feel to the game like Spuds talked about. But what did you see kind of early on there that I touched? I thought the first quarter on. was kind of the formula, right? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the blueprint, I feel like, coming yeah. in because, I mean, I think Green Bay ran four plays or five plays in the first quarter. The Eagles were able to possess the football. They had the run game going. A lot of the throws for Carson Wentz were well-defined. You know, you know, they moved the pocket a little bit. You had a couple things going. You were able to move the fo- football. You just couldn't finish drives, as Ike alluded to. So uh, as they got behind the sticks, that second drive where, uh, you know, they, they had a penalty, now it's first and long. You have a little bit of a run play. That Now you're in second and long, and now you take two sacks in a row, the second one taking you out of field goal range. And after that, it was all kind of a, you know, following, that, following that same script where they just could not move the ball with consistency, and that ultimately led to the change of quarterback. Well, and you talk about both of those sacks, Fran. The uh, offensive line gave up seven sacks in this game. Doug Peterson threw Tracy Wolfstein, the sideline reporter for the game, uh, did say that they were not all on the offensive line. They were not all on the quarterback. They were not there. You know, that each one, of course, uh, has different uh, blame to go around. But still, seven sacks, four on Carson Wentz, three on Jalen Hurts. You're getting hit that many times. I think there's really only so much an offense can do. And look, we saw more injuries to that offensive line as well. Jason Peters uh, going out with, I believe, it was a foot or an ankle um, injury. He's also been banged up this season. Uh, and just continuing to just rotate different bodies in on that offensive line. I mean, that has to take a toll on an offense uh, after a season like this. Wouldn't you say so, Fran? Absolutely. I mean, it's more of the same. It's the same thing we've been saying. We, it's been 11 different combinations to start 12 different games. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be a 12th to start 13 games uh, starting next week. Uh, I guess we'll wait to find out. Well, and there is no team in the NFL that is dealing with that kind of injuries to a unit that is that important. So it should not be something uh, that is overlooked in these conversations when we talk about the struggling offense. All right, Ike, what else stood out to you from this one? Well, now we can get to the hot topic of the game, and that's the Jalen Hurts 
effect in what in what he had on this offense and providing a little bit of excitement uh, for Eagle fans and his teammates the last quarter or so of this game. Now, the great thing about being a backup quarterback when you're coming in in a game that's seemingly already decided is that you don't have any pressure on you. You can go out there and just perform, just play, relax. This was his first extensive action. This was like a preseason game for Jalen Hurst, with the exception that the nation was watching. And I thought he conducted himself very well out there. Listen, everything wasn't perfect. That's to be expected in his first extensive action. But the one thing I liked about what I saw from Jalen Hurts is that there seemed to be a calm, a calmness about his game. He didn't seem frenetic out there. Even when he was under duress, even when the pocket was collapsing around him, he didn't seem as if he was panicking. And he was able to find some of those escape routes and, 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 and extend some plays and pick up the first down. And we obviously know his first touchdown pass of his career was a nice job by him stepping up in the pocket, escaping to the right, using that athleticism, but more importantly, keeping his eyes downfield. It's fourth and 18. He knows it doesn't make any sense for him to take off. So there is the intelligence that he has at the position to understand to keep his eyes down the field and he's able to find Greg Ward going through that zone and he's able to drop a dime on him for a touchdown. You got to like what you saw from Jalen Hurts in this first uh, extended action as a pro football player. A lot to learn from and I guarantee that the Eagles coaching staff, they feel good because now they have something, that they have what we call teaching tape. There's enough, there's, there's enough plays there that now they can get a, a, a real gauge or a somewhat better gauge of some of the things he can do and some of the things that he can't do. But you also know he also had to deal with what Carson Wentz has been dealing with for 12 weeks, which is the protection isn't going to hold up and you better be able to make some plays with your legs. He was sacked three times in just a quarter, just a little bit over a quarter. He was sacked three times in this game, Wentz sacked four times. But I still like what I saw from Jalen Hurts out there tonight. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great point about the poise. And I, it, what impressed me most about him was that touchdown pass on fourth and 18, especially after you get the OPI on Alshon Jeffrey there to be able to just erase that from your, the short-term memory, shake it off, fourth and 18, just escaping the pressure, super poised, super calm touchdown pass to Greg Ward. I thought that that calmness from a rookie quarterback in his – uh, you know, in his rookie year, big time at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers uh, to get your first passing touchdown. I, I really liked the poise and the calm, especially, again, after that penalty uh, that was called the OPI um, just to play before that. Uh, Fran, what did you think about uh, Hertz's performance? Uh, and I know you're going to look at the tape, but what are some of the things that stood out to you so far? Yeah, a lot of things that I kid on, right? We saw some good. We saw some bad. We saw some sacks. We saw the interception. Uh, we saw him kind of run around and be able to make plays. Uh, that can work for you, as we've seen with Carson Wentz. That can work for you. That can work against you at times. Uh, there, were, He was able to move the chains a number of times, both with his arm and with his legs, which is certainly a positive. Uh, you'd like the, the unflappable mentality with him and, you know, that he was not uh, hurt by what was happening around him from, uh, you know, the penalties and things of that nature. That certainly is a good sign. It's going to be a plenty that they're going to be able to evaluate. It's it's good to be able to see practice film and get those kind of reps, but now they've got some meaningful snaps here uh, in game action of him playing quarterback that they can go back and sit with him and go through the film. He can talk through that with the, with his teammates as well. So all of that is good for his development. 
What did you see, friend, uh, at first look on the Greg Ward touchdown? Yeah, I mean, I can't. You couldn't really see how the routes developed around it. I, you, so it's tough for me to really say. You couldn't really see the coverage. We didn't see a great, uh, great replay of it. But certainly, just his ability to step up with his eyes downfield and then make the throw. You know, throw to an area uh, and let Greg Ward go get it. Uh, you know, that's a uh, that's a lot of good there to you know to see on that play. I do want to be able to see the all twenty-two and get a sense of of the coverage and the route concept and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, from what we saw on TV, looked pretty good. Well, and I think one thing with Jalen Hurts and and even especially that quarterback room, it's it's been a room here in Philadelphia where these guys are so supportive of each other. I mean, even back when Nick Foles was here and just all of the different dynamics uh, and all of the storylines that have happened in this quarterback room, these guys are so supportive of each other. And I think it's really interesting. Uh, we're going to see how this develops in the coming weeks with Carson Wentz and with Jalen Hurts, but just what Jalen Hurts went through in college, um, losing his job to Tua Tungavailoa, not saying that's what's happening here, but somebody who really understands uh, and can be supportive of a quarterback who may be going through uh, some difficult things here. So I think that that could be a really interesting dynamic, a good support uh, for the two of them to be supportive to each other. All right, Ike, let's get to your next takeaway. Uh, one I think we all should be excited about, our rookie first round draft pick, uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, he showed up in this game. I know it didn't happen until late in the game, but the reason why they drafted him in the first round is because he had the ability to make big plays. So let's talk about the first play that he was able to make down the field when he hooked up with Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts, he sees man-to-man -man coverage out there. Green Bay is bringing extra pressure. Uh, corner out there does a terrible job of opening up his gate and Jalen Hurts, I mean, Jalen uh, Rager, give him credit. He's able to step on those DB's toes, make him open up that gate, and then he can use that speed to stack him and get on top of him. And Jalen Hurts put a nice ball out there in front that Jalen Rager could run under and catch. That was a beautiful thing to watch. We've been looking for that explosive play. Hadn't seen it since week one against the Washington football team when he and Wentz hooked up. It was nice to see that. And then you saw him with the punt return. This is something that he also did at TCU. And he struggled with just being able to field punts, let alone make plays in the punt return game so far in his rookie season. So it was nice to see him catch that ball and get it to the house. It was a big play. Got the Eagles back in the game within one score. That right there, two plays. It was exhibits of where Jalen uh, Rager uh, displayed why the Eagles were so excited when they drafted him in the first round because he has the ability to make big plays. And I, he also had a reverse where he ran it for like 11 or 12 yards today to pick up a first down. So he, he was one of the bright spots in this game where you said, okay, now we're starting to see something. And that punt return obviously was his biggest play of the season. So it was nice to see that from Jalen Rager. Yeah, that was a very exciting play. Of course, it's always really exciting when you see a punt return or kick return for a touchdown and something that we had kind of been wondering when we were going to get that moment from Jalen Rager. Like you said, Ike, we saw him do it in college. That's what he was brought here to do. And of course, he dealt with that injury and has been kind of getting his legs back under him uh, and something that we were kind of waiting for that moment. Like we know he has it in him. Um, Fran, I must confess, when I saw him drop that ball at first, I thought, oh my gosh, like to me, 
the, a muff punt, a muff kick return. I'm like, there is no excuse. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. I, I get so mad when I see something like that. So I'm getting annoyed at him when I watch this. And then two seconds later, he's my favorite guy on earth because he, take, he takes it to the house in a very exciting fashion. Um, so I thought it was really exciting. It was a time I missed watching the game uh, in the presence of Ike Reese because I was kind of running around and pacing a little bit with uh, excitement on that one. But uh, Fran, what did you think of Rager today? You might miss watching the game with Ike in that, uh, moments like that. I, my Fred's back like, nah. does not does not miss that. Was, I'm sure I would have gotten punched in the back me. of the head like three different times on, just on that Fred, one play. Uh, that being me. said, yeah, I mean, it was great to be able to see Jalen you know, break that long one, right? Just his ability uh, to make those plays in the open field. He, he put that on display. Nice to see him track the football over the shoulder uh, for that big play on third down on that catch from Jalen Hurts. Well-played ball there uh, by the rookie quarterback. Good to see those two guys hook up, but... Look, I mean, we, we've seen Jalen Hurts in flashes here this year, going back as early as week one uh, with that deep ball down the right sideline. He got hurt midseason. He's trying to work his way back. I'm excited to kind of look at the, the full sample size. That'll be one of the first things I do this offseason is just go back and watch every single one of his touches on offense and really kind of get a sense of how he developed throughout his rookie year. I'm excited to do it, excited to see what he can put on film over the next you know, four weeks. So we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense. I do want to talk about the Eagles' defense. Um, Ike, I thought there were some really big, impressive stops. Um, and then there were also a lot of big plays. I mean, the Packers, like we said, at the end of the day, uh, still did what they did, scored their 30 points, um, which is pretty much close to their average. This is the highest-scoring team in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers now uh, for his 400th touchdown pass, which I think um, we all have to tip our hat to a guy who's having having a career like that. And then uh, more than 400 yards, Devontae Adams, again, doing what he does, more than 100 yards, receiving two touchdowns, spreading the ball around to many different weapons. Um, what did what did you uh, – let's talk about the defensive performance. Like I said, some of those really big stops, but at the end of the day, the Packers were still able to kind of impose their will. Yeah, I, I, I thought the uh, Eagles defense for really the third week in a row – you know, kept the kept the team in the game, right? I mean, I know it got to twenty to three, but this was one of those uh, long fought games where you know the Packers had to really work for every blade of grass that they got in the first half. I mean, anytime you make the Packers go on a fourteen play drive, that's something that you know you just got to tip your hat to their offense because they're able to just pick up third downs. But Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, one of the most dangerous duos if not the most dangerous duo in all of football, right up there with Pat Mahomes and uh, Tyreek Hill. It's just hard to stop this offense. And you got to give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit for how the play designs are there. There's so much movement pre-snap and even post-snap and it's misdirection that it's hard to keep up with these guys. And you watch that offense. Aaron Rodgers has a lot of easy throws. But I thought this defense did a nice job of making them one-dimensional for the most part. Really, it wasn't until that back-breaking run from Aaron Jones that I thought the defense just ran out of gas. It's hard to sack Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't throw interceptions, so it's hard to get interceptions off of him. I mean, he's a guy who rarely makes mistakes, which means you're going to have to play perfect football all game long, and that's difficult to do when you have as many weapons on the Green Bay offense to stop. So I know the Packers scored 30 defense, I mean, 30 points, and it sounds sort of crazy saying that the defense did a did an okay job today, but if I'm just going by how I felt watching them play today, 
until that big run from Aaron Jones, I was kind of okay with how the defense played. I thought they did what as best they could. This, the Packers offense had 23 points until late in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, to me, you got to be able to hold your head high after a performance like that. Like that. Well, and Ike, I was going to ask what what happened on that Aaron Jones touchdown. Because like you said, that was a 77-yard run. Up until that point, the Eagles had managed to keep Green Bay pretty one-dimensional. I think they had about 70 yards on the ground until that point. Now they're finishing with 149. So the math is pretty close on that after that 77-yard run from Aaron Jones um, that seemed like they really had a hard time tackling him. You think that was just a matter of fatigue? Yeah, a little bit of that, Amy and Fran, and also... I mean, at first glance, it looked like we might have brought a run pressure, bringing an extra guy, and then you get one guy out of position. And that's what happened, you know, at that first level. You know, Aaron Jones is in the open field, but now you got to bring him down. You know, after that, it's about will. It's about being able to get to him. It's one thing to give up a big play. That play shouldn't have been a 70-whatever-it-was-yard touchdown run. But you could tell the pursuit wasn't there to bring him down and to get him on the ground. He had a convoy in front of him. He set up his blockers well in the open field, and he was able to get in the end zone. Really, I thought it was probably the worst play of the game for the defense. When um, Ike mentioned the sacks, Fran, Aaron Rodgers sacked twice in this game by the Eagles defensive line. He had only been sacked 11 times this season leading up to that point. It was something that they uh, Green Bay has really improved on, protecting Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, uh, he also gets the ball out faster than ever, and that really helps uh, those sack numbers as well. But the Eagles defense, um, like Ike said, did a, a pretty good job putting pressure on him. What did you think of the defense's performance overall? Yeah, one of those sacks was he ran out of bounds, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. So, you know, you'll take that for sure if you're the Eagles defense. But uh, I agree with Ike. Look, at the end of the day, if you, if you look at this, they had two drives of 90-plus, right, that went for touchdowns. And you say, all right, well, you don't you don't want that. You like that you're forcing them to have that. You don't like them finishing uh, in the end zone there. Coming into the game, Aaron Rodgers, 24 touchdowns, no interceptions. Dave high highlighted that on the kickoff show. He comes out and he continues that kind of success down inside the 20-yard line. But that touchdown run, Aaron Jones, Amy, it goes to the key to the game, right? They had the jet sweep on that play, the jet sweep action. That got linebackers out of their gaps. It just takes one guy to you know not be in the right place. And now you've got a guy up at the third level, and that's exactly what happened. And after that, Aaron Jones did the rest. So, uh, you know, good scheming there by the Packers, good execution. Aaron Rodgers, great talent. Great scheme, great talent, it's great offense. That's what happens. Well, and I would also like to add, my key to the game was whoever wins the turnover battle will win this game, and unfortunately, that was the Packers, but uh, we'll say plus one for Amy's key hitting. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is the secondary. We saw um, we saw actually several injuries on this team, but Darius Slay being one of the big ones. We know that he had uh, struggled this week uh, with a calf injury. Um, throughout uh, this week of practice, he had been limited. Uh, he went out with that knee injury. Uh, really uh, seemed to struggle with Devontae Adams a little bit. Now, of course, Devontae Adams is maybe the top receiver in the NFL right now. And it did seem to me like Slay was hobbled a little bit. Uh, I I'm curious, Ike, what your takeaway was from, first of all, how the secondary performed, but then also with Slay going out um, and then Avante Maddox going out after a really nice pass breakup on Devontae Adams to save the touchdown uh, there, just the limited secondary and the continuing to shuffle there. Yeah, they struggled today, Amy. I mean, it's tough. I mean, Devontae Adams is a very difficult man to guard, whether it's man-to-man, -man, whether it's zone defense. He's probably, other than DeAndre Hopkins, he's one of the best in the game at being able to go up and make contested catches. 
He has strong hands. There are times when Darius Slay is in position to either get that ball All right, ball I actually have to cut you off real quick because Coach Doug Peterson is at the podium. Let's take a listen. Hey, Coach. Thanks for taking the time. We'll get started with Jimmy Kemsky and then Ruben Frank. Or Ruben, if you're ready, go ahead. Hey, Doug, can you just um, talk about why you made the switch early in the third quarter? You're right there. Um, just went into the decision, and how hard is it to make that call? Well, you know, at the time, um, I just felt like where we were as an offense, we needed a spark. You know, we needed we needed uh, um, something to kind of kind of go our way, and and um, so I decided to uh, you know put Jalen in the game. Jimmy, and then to, and then to McManus. Hey, Doug. Um, uh, Alshon now has two catches for 15 yards in four games. Meanwhile, you know, Travis Fulgham has been the most productive receiver on the team this year. So why is Alshon playing more than, than Fulgham? Um, <clears throat> kind of been this through this before. Um, you know, we game plan for both guys. Um, you know, and and we've get, we've got to get you know we we've got to improve as an offense. We got to improve, um, obviously at uh, at at all positions. You know, the receiver position uh, is is one. Um, I've got to improve, and and uh, so you know um, we we try to get as many people in the game. We got five receivers that are active on game day, and and we try to use them all. Tim and then Jeff McLean. Hey Doug, who's going to start a quarterback for you against the Saints? You know, um, you know, you guys are listening. You got to get. Let me get through this game. You know, um, you just heard me say we needed a we needed a spark in this game to to try to get some things going. You know, there's uh, I've got to get through injuries. I got to get through the tape. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that I'm gonna I'm gonna consider um, and and evaluate before um, you know before anything's uh, decided. But you know, look, opportunity arose and and. Um, you know, like I said, we just we just needed that opportunity to get get us back in a football game today, um, and we came up short. Jeff, and then Kristen Rogers. Doug, has Carson Wentz's performance this season been affected by Jalen Hurts being behind him? Has he been looking over his shoulder? You know, Jeff, um, it's hard for me to answer that question because I'm I'm, you know, I'm not in I'm not in Carson's shoes, you know, but. Um, Carson's been obviously a professional about everything, you know, this season with Jalen, uh, helping Jalen. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to answer that. Kristen and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Doug, how would you evaluate Jalen Hurts' play from that third quarter on? Well, um, you know, again, I, I got to look at the tape and, 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 and evaluate it. Uh, but, um, you know, he, 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 did, he did some good things. Um, you know, used his legs when he had to. Um, made a made a really nice throw to Greg Ward. You know, got us got us got us back in this football game that we needed, and that was the that was the spark to, to kind of get us back into this football game. But um, I'll have to really evaluate the film to decide uh, how he uh, played overall. Even then, Bo. Hey Doug, to follow up on Jeff's question, I know you can't understand, you can't know what Carson is feeling internally, but as an organization. How much thought went into the Hurts pick from that 
aspect that it could have a, an adverse effect on your franchise quarterback. It, it's it's hard for me to sit up here after uh, after a loss and and go back to what I was thinking in April. Um, it, it's really hard for me to do that. And and um, I, I told you this week that um, you know I was definitely on board with the with the pick. Um, I've told you that we always look at the the position quarterback position each year, um, and we try to add you know we try to add value and talent, and that and that's. You know, you guys have been around me, and, and, and you know that 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 you know uh, every position uh, we've got to try to. If we can, if we can provide a starter at a position, or we can provide quality backups, that's what we got to do, and and um, you know that's what we did in this case. Oh, and then John McMullen. How did you deliver uh, the news to both Jalen and Carson that you were making the switch, and uh, what was their reaction, and and what was Carson's reaction after the game? Um, I just, uh, basically said Jalen was going in the next series. Um, Carson was professional on the sideline. He helped Jalen. He was excited. You know, when we, we got the, the two touchdowns there, you know, uh, one offensively, one on special teams. And, um, obviously Carson was very supportive and, and, and helped help Jalen on the sideline as we were, you know, as coaches trying to communicate with Jalen on, you know, the next series. So, um, that was it. John and then Zach Berman. Hey, Doug. Uh, on Jalen, he kind of did give you that spark offensively, uh, at least uh, a little bit. How much does that pique your interest moving forward to see if I can get this guy first team reps and and practice? How much how much better possibly he could perform? Well, you know, again, uh, without going back and or without looking. You know, back at, at his his performance and evaluating that, um, it's hard to it's hard it's hard to say. But you know, for today, uh, obviously, you know, gave us uh, gave us the spark we were looking for uh, to get us uh, you know within within a touchdown of uh, possibly pulling out this game. Zach and then Mike K. Hi, Doug. At the time you made the change, was the plan for Jalen to finish the game? And then you've needed a spark before this week. What made this week different? Um, you know, I just I decided to to keep Jay Lynn after his first series, uh, just to kind of uh, you know keep keep that keep his momentum going and, and see if we could get something started. Uh, I didn't want him to just be you know a couple of plays uh, here here and there and, and and pull him out. So that was the that was the decision. Um, uh, there, you know, with, uh, you know, keeping them in the football game. Uh, what was the second part of your question, Zach? Yes, as 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 far as as the fact that, that, that in past weeks you've also needed a spark. What made this week different? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you look at the whole thing and, and listen, you know me and you know, you know that uh, it's it's not necessarily about one guy each week. And, and uh, we've had we've had issues at other positions and we got to perform better at other positions. And uh, I just felt that uh, we needed that spark today, um, whereas in the past, you know, um, I felt like it was maybe more so. Um, it, it could have been, you know, injuries at other spots. It could have been the way other, you know, positions had been playing, not necessarily the quarterback's uh, position at the time. We have time for two more, so we'll go Mike and then Martin Frank. We'll go Mike and then Martin Frank. 
Doug, uh, Jalen Rager uh, had the explosive return in the punt game, had the explosive play down the field. At this point, do you feel like you guys have figured out how to use him, you know, not properly, but the best you can at this point? I, I think we're on the right track. I think there's still more that we can uh, we can do. I mean, you know, again, we've got to be smart on uh, how much we give him, and, and we don't want to overload him either. I just don't want him to be able to play free, and, and um, that was a heck of a heck of a punt return, um, you know, today, and, and, he, and I thought he – for the most part, um, got to go back and evaluate the film, but it looked like he played, you know, pretty well offensively. So um, he, he was another bright spot tonight. Go ahead, Martin. Hey, Doug, um, how, how would you evaluate Carson's play today? I mean, especially on the sacks. I mean, did you think he was holding on to the ball too long? And also, um, as far as, as Hertz is, is concerned, I mean, how much of a factor when you're weighing, like, do you weigh at all where you guys stand in the division as to whether you stay with Hurts the rest of the season or next game even? Yeah, on the on the sacks, I got I got to go back and look at the tape, see what uh, see what if there were any breakdowns or, um, you know, if we could have gotten the ball out, something of that nature. So I, I got to take a look at that. But um, you know, I, I think as crazy as it sounds, um, you know, we got we got four games left. And, um, you know, any, anything is possible, you know, um, we, we just gotta, we just gotta continue to work and, and, um, gotta just fight each week and, and see, see what happens here in the last, uh, last month of the season. Thanks for your time, coach. Okay, Coach, answering a lot of questions about the choice to put Jalen Hurts in. And he said, look, we needed a spark. We needed something uh, to kind of get things going and to kind of go our way. And that was the choice that he made there. Not commenting on what that means for the future. He's like, look, I have to get through this game. I need to look at the tape. I need to evaluate uh, the play of both guys and the injuries. And uh, we are actually going to send it back now to Green Bay as Jalen Mills is at the podium. Hey, Jalen, thanks for your time. We'll get started here with Marcus Hayes and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Jalen, can you explain, um, I think you shot the gap, a, a gap on the left side on the uh, touchdown run, but as the play unfolded, I didn't see you re-enter the frame. I saw Brett, or, uh, not Brett Farr, but Aaron Rodgers downfield blocking and I was just wondering how and why you didn't get back in that play. Um, well, the, it was an opposite run on a, on a blitz. Um, the guy made a, I mean, I guess wherever the run was going, you know, he, he shot the gap and I mean, he took out running. Like, I don't, what, what, is, this, what is this question referring to? It's, requ it's referring to your effort made on a play that sealed the game for the other team in which there were offensive linemen. One, one thing, one, one thing, listen, listen, one thing that you can't never question is my effort at all. You can never question my effort, regardless of whatever, whatever. You can never question Jalen Mills' effort. Next next question. Chris and then Nick Farrow. Jalen, what was the defense's reaction once Carson was benched? And uh, who do you, and quite curious to see who you feel should be the quarterback next week? Um, I actually didn't know that um, Jalen was in to probably like the 
second or third series that he was in, just for the simple fact we was going over a lot of adjustments and different things like that on the sideline. Um, I mean, of course, he was out there making a couple plays. And when you're talking about who should be the starter, I think that decision is to um, Coach Doug and, and everybody um, upstairs as far as the offense coordinator and things like that. So, Nick and then Ed Kratz. Hi, Jalen. That was going to kind of be my question, but I'll just follow up with that. In that, do you think that the um, that when he did come in and you know he threw that touchdown pass on fourth down, um, that it really sparked uh, all three phases? It looked like the defense really responded, and then the special teams, of course, had the punt return. Yeah, you know, of course, you no. Know, anytime um, we're giving ourselves a chance, you know, to to get back in the game or an opportunity to you know maybe win the game. Um, it, every, everybody's going to be excited. Um, one thing I do know about this team, regardless of our record, regardless of um, any score, whether we've won or lost a game, um, we always fight to the end. Ed and then Lutz. Yeah. Uh, hi, Jalen. Uh, just what did you see from Darius Slay uh, tonight? Um, you know, it looked like maybe the calf was bothering him a little bit. I mean, how, how do you think he did, did tonight? Yeah, um, I mean, when, when you're talking about Slay, you're talking about, about a guy who, you know, comes in work every day. And, and as far as this game goes, you know, um, he made some plays. And um, when you're going against a guy like Devontae Adams, that guy is top three, maybe top five receiver in his league. You know what I'm saying? That's not an easy task. Um, Slay, you know, he wears that hat, you know, um, with, with pride and respectfully. And, and we know that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know the injury. I didn't I didn't know what it was. Um, I hope it's nothing serious. Just uh, hope he can get 100% healthy for next week. Less and then Chris Murray. Hey, Jalen. How disappointing was it that when uh, Hertz and Rieger got you guys within seven, you couldn't keep the, the, the score there for the offense? And uh, it just looked like, you know, in a lot of ways, the worst game for the defense in a while. Uh, after a couple good stops early, things kind of seemed to snowball. What did you see? Yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely a little frustrating um, because we get to that point to where, like you said, we're we're right there. You know what I'm saying? And and um, it's hard to win here. You know, it's hard to win. You know, against that guy Aaron Rodgers. Um, we just got to find a way to make you know uh, one more play, one more play. You know, to try to get our offense on the field. You know, one more time um, in that in that close score range and uh, get them an opportunity to to tie the game up. We have time for one more, so we'll end it here on Chris. Yeah, um, how do you guard against the idea that maybe the season is kind of getting away from you, or do you feel that the season is getting away from you? And, and if and if that's the, and if not the case, how are you guys guarding against that? Yeah, nah. Uh, at, at the end of the day, as crazy as it sounds, um, we're we're still in a fight. You know, um, we we want to win games, of course. You know, that's what you know uh, playing football is all about. That's what this league is all about: winning football games. Um, but like I said, as crazy as it sounds, we're still in it. Um, kind of the message, uh, 24-hour rule. You know, we can't feel sorry for ourselves about this game, saying almost, oh, we almost did this, we almost did that, one play here, one play that. Um, when we close our eyes and we wake up in the morning, um, we got to focus on the Saints because this is a team um, good on both, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. And they're going to come in uh, Philadelphia and they're going to come in and try to win. Um, so we got to know that. Can't feel sorry for ourselves. We just got to get back to work. Thanks, Jalen. Thanks, Jalen. Yep, thank you.
Hey, Carson, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Daniel Gallen and then Bo Wolf. Hey, Car <clears throat> hey Carson, uh, what was your reaction on the sideline when uh, Doug put Jalen in the game? Um, and, um, you know, where do you think things go uh, from here for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the, the plan was fully. I was just told he was going in for the next play and next series. So I didn't really know what was going on there. But um, obviously, that's that's frustrating uh, as a competitor. And um, just the, the personality that I have, you know, I want to be the guy out there. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, they made the call today. And um, at the end of the day, we lost. As a team, we lost. And, and that's what I think, for me, I'm most frustrated about. Um, you know, I, I don't like where we're at this season um, record-wise, and uh, I know I can play better and we can all be better going forward. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got to clean some things up. Bo and Pat Gallon. Carson, what did Doug say to you after the game, and what is your expectation for who will be the starter moving forward? Yeah, we haven't really talked yet, so we'll see what, what happens there. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's outside of my control. Um, Trusting them with their plan, trusting God with his plan, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk uh, here pretty soon. Do you think you should be the starter? Listen, it's that's not for me. Uh, I know what I'm capable of. I know I can play better. Uh, I never have uh, doubted myself or lost my confidence in my abilities, but, um, you know, like I said, a lot of these things are outside of uh, my control. Pat and Ramadi. Carson, um, you know, looking back at how the season has gone, and hearing sort of the chatter that Jalen could take over for you at some point. Is this something that you saw coming? Was it, was it a shock to you? Yeah, I never like to think like that. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of chatter. I've had to, you know, field a lot of questions, um, you know, over the last handful of weeks, but uh, I don't let my mind go there at the end of the day. I'm a competitor and and when I'm out on that field, whether it's practice or a walkthrough or a game, you know, I'm going to leave it all on the field and do everything I can. And today, that's what I did. You know, I didn't, don't think I played my best, but I did everything I could. And at the end of the day, I came out of the game, and, and that's it's not my call. Rob and then John McMullen. Carson, do you feel this organization puts you in a position to succeed this season? Listen, I mean, we've had a lot of things um, this year. And, you know, I know first and foremost, I got to be better. Um, I know, I've, you know, I've watched the tape every single week, and, and there's plays out there every week that I know I can I can do better. I can get us in into better situations, you know, be more accurate, all those things. Um, so I, I'm not the guy that's going to point fingers or anything. You know, I, I know I can, I can play better, I can do better, I can help lead this team uh, better, and I think we all can, uh, all can do the same. John and then Jeff Skversky. Hey, uh, Carson, Doug had mentioned that accountability and, and you standing in front of the team last week and, and talking about that. Uh, uh, how do you think your teammates took it? And, and how is your relationship with Jalen Harris? We don't get to see practice as much, but um, strange year. Yeah, I mean, as far as accountability and all those things, I mean, we, you know, those, those things are behind closed doors. You know, I think it was – it was good for everybody just to be on the same page going forward and, um, you know, take ownership of some things. But uh, as far as Jalen, you know, it's it's been a weird year. I mean, you just mentioned it. It's been a strange year. We have virtual meetings and all sorts of things that 
Um, developing relationships with, with him and with everybody has, has been very tough. But, um, you know, a lot of respect for him as, as a player, as a person, um, and as a competitor. And um, obviously that, that relationship will grow over the years. Jessica Verskine, Zach Berman. Hey, Carson. Obviously, you know, everyone has seen you play better. You believe you can play better. The Eagles a couple of years ago, before your time with Donovan, you know, benched him for a game and just to kind of almost clear his head. Do you think you could benefit potentially at all for maybe just having a, a game off just to clear your head with just everything that has gone wrong with this team and this offense? I don't. Um, I don't personally, you know, that's it's not in my DNA. It's not in my competitive nature. Um, so I feel, you know, we all can play better. I can play better. Um, and, you know, we got to turn it around uh, here real quick. We have time for two more. So we'll go Zach Berman and then Mike Kay. Hey, Carson, thanks for doing this. You said a few minutes ago or, or you spoke about the questions you've been getting and the chatter that's around there. But really, this has been going on since the Eagles drafted Jalen. Um, did, did that pick or has that pick in the presence of Jalen affected your performance this year? No, uh, you know, I'm not the type to, to worry about and look over my shoulder or any of those things. You know, I, I think um, at the end of the day, I can play better. We can, as a team and as an offense especially, play better. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be different things going on um, in the building or different, you know, chatter and all of that stuff. That's part of part of this business. And, you know, that's what, you know, I think I've said it a couple times. It's what I signed up for, um, the scrutiny, you know, the challenges, the adversity, all of it. Um, I got to handle it all, um, the good, bad, and the ugly. Mike. Uh, Carson, you guys wanted accountability. The leadership asked for accountability from Doug. <clears throat> Him giving up play calling, some of his play calling responsibilities, and maybe sitting you for, for the rest of the second half, do you think that that sends a message to the rest of the locker room about accountability? Um, it's a great question. As far as play calling and all that stuff, uh, I'm not sure what, what you mean exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all trying to find ways to, to get this thing going in the right direction. And so, um, Coach, as the leader uh, of this team, and, um, obviously he, he's got the final say, and I think we can all um, learn from this one and get going uh, here pretty quickly and turn this thing around. Thanks for taking the time, Carson. Thank you, guys. Hey, Jalen, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Martin Frank and then Les Bowen. So, uh, Jalen, can you kind of just like talk us through um, you getting in there? Did you know at the time that you would be in for the rest of the game? And, and what was the reaction like? Um, you know, just going throughout the game. Like like every game, I was just trying to stay attentive to what was going on. Um, Staying alert for all the different adjustments we were making throughout the game, and um, my number was called, and it was an opportunity to go in there. Obviously, we came up short, but um, we got a great opportunity this week moving forward. So um, we're going to be working really hard to, to to twist this thing around. Les and then Jeff McLean. Jalen, do you think you should be the starter against the Saints, and do you think you will be? 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can do for this team. I think that's as simple as that. Um, working hard every day, putting my best foot forward, um, and, 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 and taking somebody with me. I'm trying to lead and um, just, just get this thing in the right direction. So anything, anything that can help this team. Did you think you should have gotten a chance before today? Anything that can help this team. Jeff and Chris Franklin. Uh, Jalen, obviously coming in uh, as a second-round pick when there's a franchise quarterback here can be can create a, uh, an awkward dynamic, and obviously not being at the facility all the time and having all the COVID restrictions have made it difficult. Um, what's Carson's? How how has Carson's treated you since you've been drafted? I think I think it's been good. Um, I've learned a lot of things from him. I'm sitting back and watching. You know, I think <laughs> I think. The, the, the bigger we, we lost this game today, you know, I think that irks everybody here. Um, every competitive, we, we all have competitive spirits. Um, and moving forward, <clears throat> we got a 24 hour rule, you know, to, to sit here and digest this, everything that's happened today here in Green Bay. And, and after that, we, we move forward. We move forward. How that looks, you know, that's, that's a question for coach. Chris and Tim McManus. You came in cold off the sideline. Uh, how would you assess your play today going against that Packers defense? Not enough. Um, not enough. Um, not enough. We lost the game. Tim and Ed Kratz. Jalen, can you uh, take us through your, your first career touchdown pass? So what did you see, and you know, and, and how was that feeling for you? Um, I mean, it's. Um, it was great, you know, on the bright side of things. I'm not going to be Debbie Downer um, right now, but uh, it was a blessing. So it's a great feeling. Um, it's a great feeling. <laughs> get a get a get a throw a touchdown pass to one of my good friends, Greg Ward, my first one. So um, that was fun. It was fun. Ed Kratz and Nick Fierro. Hey, Jalen. It's been a while since you've been able to kind of get a rhythm in a game. Uh, how did it feel to develop that rhythm, uh, you know, playing several snaps? How beneficial was that for you? Um, any experience and any opportunity to touch the field, um, it only kind of raises the value of that player. Um, and it's kind of been that way all year. And, um, you know, today coach gave me that opportunity, you know, with all my heart had every intention on coming in and, and getting it done and winning the game, but we came up short. And um, that, that, that only lights a fire in everybody, you know, and everybody moving forward, whether how it looks, however it looks, the, the objective in this game is to win. So um, you got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and believe. Nick, Dave Zangaro. Uh, hey, Jalen, um, when you did get in there, and then you threw the touchdown. Uh, it seemed to spark like all three phases. You know, the defense did really well with the stop, and then you get the punt return. Uh, how much do you take note of that, and does that kind of give you a boost? Well, I think uh, you create your own energy. And, um, you know, as great as it was, um, as great as the spark that was, the things, that, you know, that energy we had, um, Moving forward, it's about what we do moving forward. You know, I've always kind of had this 
saying I've gone by so what now what um regardless of whatever it is how it looks it's about how you respond so um I'm telling you we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be working our tail off um and, you know we're gonna find a way we're gonna find a way everybody has it on their mind to get this thing done and um it comes down to 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 your um it comes down to to how bad you want it we have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Dave Zangaro. Hey, Jalen, you, you arrived to Philadelphia to a team with an established quarterback. How did you handle that personally, approaching a situation that from the outside looks like it could have been very awkward? Yeah. God, God, has, God has done so, much, so many things throughout my life. Um, he's brought me so many places. And he's put me in so many situations. Um, and, you know, I, I always told myself it's not something that you're stuck in. It's something you're going through. And, and, and whether it be the different adversities I experienced in college um, or coming here to Philadelphia, it's, it's a test of, of faith and, and patience. Um, and I think everybody has a, a good fit for my story but none of in my heart none of that matters right now you know we 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 still have an opportunity to do something we want to do as a team and um uh, we just got to come together believe and go attack it attack it full head of steam thanks Jalen Okay, that is Jalen Hurts after today's performance. Both quarterbacks reiterating that they are competitors. They both want to do what they can to help the team. And Jalen Hurts taking several questions about the possible awkwardness of what took place in today's game. And he just kind of stopped everything and said, look, at the end of the day, we lost this game. A true competitor there trying to do everything he can to help put this team in a, in a situation to win. All right, we are going to take a quick break here on the post-game show. On the other side, we have the Rico Review, the Jamison Nightcap, and the nominees for the Toyota, Play the Toyota Player of the Week. Stay with us. This does not look like a discount sofa. It's not. Everything I sell is quality furniture, and I give you a discount. Bob's discount. Interesting. I remember this for as long as I live. Bob, you look so young. Do you remember? It's not discount furniture. It's quality furniture at a discount. Bob's discount. Get Bob's discount! Only at Bob's discount furniture. Well, if you joined us on the kickoff show, you got to see Eagles defensive tackle Javon Hargrave in an exclusive interview with Mike Quick from Pond La Hockey. And Hargrave is the subject of the Rico review in tonight's play as well with his sack on Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback who has not been sacked very much this season. Hargrave continuing to play better football in this Eagles defense. Let's take a look. Fran Duffy has more.
All right, let's take a look at the first defensive drive of the game and this sack by defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. He's lined up here as the three technique against the left guard. In this game, it is Lucas Patrick because coming into the game, Corey Lindsley, Green Bay starting center, he's out. So that means you're going to move Elton Jenkins, the left guard, over to center. You're going to take the right guard, Lucas Patrick. You're going to move him over to his first start at left guard for this Green Bay team. So that's the one-on-one -on -one matchup. Hargrave against Lucas Patrick. You're going to have the center helping out on Fletcher Cox. That creates this one-on-one. -on -one. Now, what Patrick's going to do, instead of taking a traditional pass set where he's going to drop back and vertical set, he's going to go with a quick set and try and get on top of Hargrave very fast. But what Hargrave does here is great because when Lucas Patrick goes to shoot his hands, I want you to watch very closely and we'll play it in slow motion. Watch as you see Hargrave hands. He's going to win with what's called a forklift. He's going to take his two hands and push the offensive lineman hands straight up into the air. That allows him to then win clean and get into the backfield. We're gonna let this play, and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Watch, both hands for the offensive lineman go right up in the air. Nice clean pass rush win there for Javon Hargrave. Good start for the Eagles defense in the first half. They give up two touchdowns on the next couple drives, but good start there on a three and out to open the game. Is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week? Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. This week's nominees, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager, and Eagles wide receiver Greg Ward. Goddard, of course, with this monster 41-yard reception there from Carson Wentz as he continues, Goddard continues to be uh, on fire this season. Uh, when he's been healthy, he has been very productive. And let's talk about this guy, Jalen Rager, the rookie, showing that explosiveness that was the reason the Eagles drafted him. 71 yards to the house on the return there. Very exciting. Uh, in my opinion, this is, the, this is uh, the exciting play of the game here, that, that, uh, that return. And then, of course, Greg Ward, three, uh, three catches on five targets, 57 yards, including this beautiful 32-yard touchdown reception from Jalen Hurts, the very first NFL touchdown, passing touchdown from rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. So three really great choices there, guys. I think my vote has to go to Jalen Rager, a touchdown uh, return on a punt return or a kickoff return. Pretty rare in the NFL. You don't see it that much. 77 uh, yards to the house uh, for the rookie here, showing that explosiveness, that elusiveness. He's getting my vote. I, who, you, who are you looking at here? You have no defensive players to choose from today, Ike. Who's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Jalen Rager. I, I think the young man, it's been a long season. He's had to answer questions about other receivers drafted in his class and being compared to them. And uh, it's really been a little bit unfair because he's had to deal with some injuries. But uh, it was nice to see him um, show why they drafted him in the first round and show that explosiveness. So the big play on third down where he and Jalen Hurst connected to get the Eagles out of deep out of their own territory. And then obviously the 71 yard punt return to make this thing a one score game had us all thinking that the Eagles had a chance to win this game late after that punt return. So yeah, I got to go with Jalen Rager this week. What about you, Fran? I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to stay with Jalen Rager as well. I think when you look at the, the big play on the touchdown, uh, certainly great to see, right? Just a good sign uh, for the rookie first-round pick to be able to make that big play on special teams, bring the Eagles within a score in this football game. We saw him track a deep ball as well. Uh, I'll go with Jalen Rager.
It is unanimous here. But of course, be sure to cast your vote uh, your vote this week as well for a chance to win uh, a free Toyota. All right, let's now move on to the Jamison nightcap as we get ready to wrap this thing up. The next game for the Eagles, the New Orleans Saints, they will be in Philadelphia next week. They are 10-2 this season. They are first in the NFC South. Drew Brees out with a lot of rib injuries there. We uh, wish him well, but Taysom Hill starting quarterback for New Orleans today. Taysom Hill gets the win over the Atlanta Falcons 21-16. Of course, the Eagles lead the series here uh, 16-12 overall, but recent history has not been good for the Eagles against the New Orleans Saints. The last meeting in January 2019, Eagles losing the divisional round. That was uh, in New Orleans for that. This is also the NFL's top defense. Ike, you mentioned it earlier. What do you think this matchup is going to be like for the Eagles? It's going to be a tough one. Uh, If you just start from their defensive side of the ball, they make you earn everything. Uh, I mean, their front is very underrated. When you look at Cam Jordan, you look at uh, the the middle linebacker who may arguably be the best linebacker in football in Davis. And then you got Marshawn Lattimore out there at a corner. And then we all know and love former Eagle and former Saint, and now Saint again, Malcolm Jenkins, over there, he's having a very good year. I believe he had an interception today, so it's hard to move the ball on them. And then Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in football. I got to give him a lot of credit. I wasn't buying into this Taysom Hill hype and whether or not you can win with him at quarterback, but each week he has gotten better as a thrower, and Sean Payton completely believes in him, and he's opening up that playbook for him. So this will be a difficult game for the Eagles. This this is a very good football team. Two years in a row, they've lost Drew Brees and haven't lost a beat, whether it was Teddy Bridgewater coming in or now Taysom Hill coming in. Saints are a very good football team. Well, and Fran, we've seen Taysom Hill go from the NFL's most intriguing, possibly most dangerous gadget guy to now today they made a big deal about it on the broadcast, his first NFL passing touchdown. Uh, And as Ike mentioned, Sean Payton opening up the offense more and more for him. What kind of threat is he going to pose at quarterback there? I mean, he's certainly a dual threat quarterback because he can beat you in a lot of different ways, you know, with his arm, with his legs, uh, inside of structure, outside of structure. They've got a lot of designed quarterback runs built into the offense for him. But that's the other thing is that we don't even know for sure that it's going to be Taysom Hill. It could be Drew Brees. And uh, there have been reports over the last 24 hours pointing that uh, he could be back as early as next week. And that's when he is eligible to return. Apparently, reports were saying that uh, he was throwing a practice next week. So we'll all sit and wait uh, to see who the quarterback is in New Orleans as well uh, as we get ready for this week. Doesn't make my job much easier as I prepare (laughs) to uh, put together Eagles game plan for this week. But, you know, that's uh, no one's no one's shed any tears for me for sure. Well, imagine how uh, how much uh, more complicated it makes the coach's job <laughs> trying to put together a game plan when you're not sure which quarterback you're facing. Although uh, that could go both ways, possibly this week for for the Saints and for the Eagles. We'll have to watch it all. Of course, we will be right back here next week, 45 minutes before that game. That game is at 4 uh, 4:25 p.m. The kickoff show presented by Exalta will be at. 3:40, same as it was uh, earlier today, um, and of course we uh, will be uh, previewing the matchup, and then right back here as soon as it's over for the post-game show presented by Rico for instant analysis and press conferences from coach and players as well. Until then, I hope everyone has a fantastic week. We will see you next Sunday.